Boom, there it is, ladies and gents. It's Friday. We got some queen. We got some great guests. You ready to talk Amazon? You ready to talk well, SaaS software as a service? All kinds of different great stuff to end the week. Let's get started with the show. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. <laughs> Hi, ladies and gents, it's time to drop some heat, so here we go. All right, all you business pros out there, before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it, and if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.bizandbros.biz, schedule your time, and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at BusinessBrosHawk. All right, that's obviously not working, so let's do this right. All right, let's do it right. <laughs> All right, today's guest has been selling on Amazon since 2014, and if there's one thing she's learned, it's that Amazon sellers need to make sure their inventory stays properly stocked or they'll be out of business quick. Overstocking and understocking are both common problems that e-commerce businesses face. And our guest has created an inventory management software endorsed by top masterminds and influencers that combats over-ordering, under-ordering, and transferring inventory too late. After five years of jumping from spreadsheets to Airtable to other software tools, our guest created the solution for Amazon sellers who needed a better tracking system for inventory management, forecasting, and tracking, and now you can benefit from it too. Joining us today from So Stocked out of Austin, Texas, welcome to the show, Chelsea Cohen! Woo! All right, Chelsea, just hopped in here and saved us, because man, uh, sometimes we get some of those technical difficulties. I mean, you know what that's all about. Tell me how yes. you to the whole tech space, software as a service, into the whole software design in general. Yeah, um, I actually just fell into uh, software as a service, really. And I think that that's one of the things that um, is extremely exciting about being in the in the entrepreneurial space is that it really is about finding and solving a problem. And so you, if your entrepreneurial journey might start out one place and then take you in some place completely different than what you originally intended. What did you originally intend to do? Like, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, I, I teach high school part-time and they just did this bulletin. They asked teachers like, was teaching your first choice? And they yeah. interviewed a bunch of teachers and they're like, actually no, or yes, or whatever. Would you consider failure experience? Right, exactly, Thanos. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So, so Chelsea, what was your first choice? How did you fall into it? Yeah, so I my first choice was to be a writer. And it's funny because now I have a copywriting agency. So I do have that um, as one of my businesses. Uh, ultimately, I would love to write you know, movies and books and things like that. Um, but I also knew that I wanted to make a lot of money and I wanted to own businesses so that I wasn't a starving artist. 
so there were two sides of me that that I, I really kind of perceived you know if you want to have it all you can have it all you just might not be able to have it all all at the same time and mm. so i wanted to get the business stuff down and then i could you know later on focus on the writing and the art stuff when it was easier because i didn't have to you know eat ramen all day every day what are you talking about ramen's good i don't know maybe high two high not, not three meals a day maybe yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you get into uh, into developing software, uh, and, and one of the things that you said that is crucial in almost in any entrepreneurial journey is you saw a problem that needed to be solved. Walk me through that. Yeah. So yeah. So I've been selling on Amazon since 2014, and around 2018, the margins were starting to shrink. The profitability was kind of starting to fall out, and I wanted to figure out what was it that was not um, working you know, in my business and inventory became one of those, those kind of red flags where I saw there was something that I could do about it. And so I looked for a solution, tried other softwares and they didn't seem to work the way that I wanted to. So I started to ask other friends in, you know, the, my masterminds, these are, you know, seven and eight figure sellers. What are you using for inventory? And the answer kept coming back. You know, we've tried everything. Nothing works right. We're back to spreadsheets. And so for a space that automates everything, which is, you know, the e-commerce space automates as much as possible for everyone who was successful to, to come back and tell me that there was nothing to automate it and everyone was using a spreadsheet and manually doing this, it kind of was a light bulb moment where I said, well, I think I know how to do this better and I just have to find or meet somebody who can do this with me because I had never had any experience creating software at all. It's funny because what you're describing, uh, you know, those big figure numbers of people selling a lot on Amazon, they're doing it basically duct taping their way through things, yeah. right? I love, I love that. I love the duct tape analogy because, you know, uh, I'm Mexican. So in our culture, it's like duct tape fixes everything. You can, you can use a roll of duct tape to fix everything from clothing to automobiles. It doesn't matter, everything in between. So yep. you're Mickey Mousing it all the way through. You're kind of figuring it out as you go making it happen. Um, you know, why why not use other softwares and other third-party things, maybe Zapier's, maybe some Airtable, stuff like that, to kind of move things? Why develop a whole new software? I've always, yeah. you know, I tried to develop an app one time and it felt like it was a huge money pit. Yeah, I mean, SaaS is definitely interesting because, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get to break even and then you'll want, you know, you'll find that break even changes. So first you're like, okay, great, we got to break even and then your break even is here and then it's here and then it's here. And so it's not a short process. It's, it, you have to have, you know, another source, in my opinion, you either have to be willing to like, you know, code on your best friend's floor at his house, you know, crashing on his couch or, you know, which I have a friend who did that, um, hugely successful, a huge, you know, multiple eight figures uh, exit. But that's the, the, the beauty of SaaS is that you can build it to, you know, into a really great um, either business that you go and sell or cash generating business. But it does take uh, a lot. You, you have to just put in a lot to be able to, you know, create that situation. So, cause there is a lot of overhead and as you expand, it does increase um, the need the, 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 to feed the beast. 
the scope of the project, right? The scope of the project. I, I remember, I mean, I wanted to do something simple, like, like on a real estate app. And, and, and they were like, well, you know, we can do this or we can do this. And I'm like, oh, all those are great ideas, right? Like, oh, yeah, we definitely need that. But you have to kind of prioritize what's important to your business first. Now, you've, yeah. you've been selling on Amazon for a while. You have a mastermind with a lot of Amazon sellers. So you you came to the conclusion that it was inventory that was the one thing that was that was a problem across the field. Uh, inventory was a huge problem. Um, it was a, it was one of those kind of leaky boat things where there were so many places where you're potentially losing money and it was a problem that no one was interested in solving at the time. So mm. that, that became a reason why I focused on it. And it's actually interesting. You know, people might be familiar with the idea of, um, of a blue ocean. It was it it was and still to a point is a blue ocean right now in the Amazon space because everyone has, you know, is a copywriter or everyone knows the best way to do listing optimization, do the graphics, do the images. Everyone knows how to, you know, um, there's all everyone's an expert in PPC ads, you know, and advertising or Facebook ads or whatever. No one wanted to raise their hand and say, I got inventory. There was no one in the Amazon space that was doing that or saying that. So when I decided to to move forward with the project, the thing that I found out was that there was no one really talking about it. So I'm I'm the only person right now that is actively talking. Like there'll be people who will talk about it, but not specialize in it. So now I'm becoming that person who everyone turns to when someone you know wants someone for inventory management is to to call Chelsea because she's pretty much the only influencer in the Amazon space who's talking solely about that. And that's what I do, you know, 24 seven, you know, for the past three years has been obsessing about inventory. In skills I've acquired over a very long career. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's because inventory is not sexy, right? Yeah. Nobody wants to deal with it. Nobody wants to record it. Nobody wants to go in and, and actually do their own inventory and log in all those different things. Uh, and that's why I think people ended up shifting over to things like fulfillment by Amazon, right? So, yeah. you know, explain to me what what fulfillment by Amazon is and how you're helping manage the inventory when there's options like that. Sure. So fulfilled by Amazon is essentially uh, a service where you send all of your inventory. Well, now you can send you send all or part of your inventory into an Amazon warehouse and Amazon, basically they get an order and they'll actually ship the the inventory out to the buyer on the other end. And it was what created the revolution in the Amazon seller space, because now you no longer had to have your own warehouse. You no longer had to have a staff. Um, it was just a fee that they would charge. And so it opened up selling on Amazon to a whole new set of people and created a ton of courses and then a ton of sellers came into this space and it made it very accessible to have your own physical products business. So now anybody essentially can, can grab stuff. I mean, this, you start, you know, there's people who kind of get things confused. Even I do at times, mm -hmm. what is the difference between drop shipping between Facebook uh, fulfillment by Amazon, between having your own Amazon store or, or, or even doing things like on eBay. How do I know the difference? Is there a difference? Yeah, there's a, there is a big difference on, you know, selling on uh, a platform and eBay is a platform just like Amazon is a platform. Um, but the, the main difference is drop shipping is where you don't actually have the physical product. 
someone places an order and you you know somewhere to get it for cheaper and so then once that order is placed they'll then purchase the you'll then purchase the order and send it to the customer um you know via that other channel so that's what drop shipping is is that you don't actually purchase the product until someone buys it and then you basically just send it to them from another uh cheaper resource so tell me, uh, so what is so stoked? So if we go to so stoked.com, what are we going to find there? How's it going to help? And you know, who's it going to help and how's it going to help them? Yeah. So, so, so stoked.com is, um, an inventory management software specifically for Amazon sellers using FBA. And so that could be people who are doing wholesale, um, or any, any sort of, you know, that you're actually physically sending in inventory to Amazon. Uh, so this, so what we do is we plug into the Amazon API, which is just basically a data stream from your Amazon seller central account that gives us information on what's happening with your inventory. So what is what's happening with your sales? And we'll use that data to be able to compute what your sales velocity is. How many sales per day are you are you making? You know, uh, also using data like how long does it take you to get your to reorder your product how long does it take you to transfer your product from a warehouse if you have to have an outside warehouse you know hold a portion of your income uh amazon has made things a lot more i guess complex for people by limiting the amount of inventory they can send into amazon and so uh, when people are scaling up their businesses it gets to the point where they have you know their suppliers in china and multiple places they could have suppliers in multiple places around the the world and then also they start selling in multiple different countries. Then they have these outside warehouses in all these multiple different countries. And all of a sudden, figuring out when to reorder, when to transfer, when to, to get inventory back into Amazon to make sure you don't stock out becomes a real challenge. And so that's what the software helps to do. There are a lot of people who are looking for something different, right? I'm a big... I'm a big proponent of of the side hustle. Even if you have a job, you should have a side hustle, right? Yeah. But the issue with that is that so many people are looking for something, you know, quote unquote passive, something that they can set up and and be done for them. And I've I've uh, I've been pitched. I've seen a lot of presentations on, you know, let's do a fulfillment. I'll create your your Amazon store for you. Twenty five thousand. Have a five thousand dollar line of credit, and we'll set it all up for you. No yeah. worries. You don't have to worry about it. It'll take a few years, and all of a sudden, you're there. Right. Um, as someone who's in the business, mm -hmm. what should we know about those types of, of, of companies or those types of, of people out there? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Should I be yeah. asking certain questions? And, you know, I mean, is yeah. it as passive as they say? No. So I don't think that unless you have a lot of money, I don't think that passive income is something that's easy to come by. Anyone who wants to, you know, to build a business should be ready to work. And, you know, sometimes be ready to work more than your normal job for a while. Uh, it, the payoff comes, you know, in the end. And if you don't work for it, you're, it's not, it's something that could definitely fall apart. We've had, you know, I've seen throughout the eight years that I've been selling on Amazon, many people succeed and many people fail. And the people that succeed are the people that are constantly learning. Amazon is constantly evolving. What worked, you know, a year ago doesn't work today. What worked, you know, three months ago doesn't work today. We saw, you know, just in the inventory portion of Amazon alone in the past 18 months, we've seen, you know, two major changes that completely changed the way inventory is handled 
at Amazon. So if you're not constantly paying attention to what's going on in the Amazon space, you could lose your, your shirt pretty quickly. So for someone who wants to get into, um, into Amazon, it's important to understand that it's going to be something that you have to constantly be um, evolving with. I mean, a lot of changes in the last 18 months, a lot of changes coming up here really soon, right behind you. I love how you have clean up the inventory. You have a toilet paper roll, right? That image. Uh-huh. Uh, toilet paper is another thing that we had low, low inventory in a lot of different places. There's yeah. been a lot of warnings uh, coming up that there's, a, a, you know, boats are sitting in the harbor with, with a lot of things that need to get out into the country and we're having shipping problems. You're in inventory. What is it that you're hearing from your point of view, from suppliers, from transportation, from Facebook, uh, from uh, Amazon itself about what's coming in here in the near future? Yeah. So one of the big things that people need to be prepared for is uh, China's having power curbing. So what that means is basically the government is restricting the amount of power that they can use uh, at any given time. Some factories are having to run partly off of generators. Some factories are not able to run, you know, the normal amount of time that they usually run on a weekly basis. So getting orders in way more quickly is extremely important. So you're going to have delays. We've had, we've experienced delays in shipping. Um, We're experiencing delays in, in terms of raw materials not being available. Aluminum is at a shortage. They microchips have been at a shortage. So a lot of what we're seeing breakdown is the lack of raw materials and also this power curbing at you know the country that has the biggest manufacturing in the entire globe and then that all has a ripple effect when things sit uh like you talked about these these boats that are sitting it at the ports waiting three four weeks those that means that those containers can no longer turn over so we have a container shortage then the trucks have the same problem where we have a trucking shortage. There's so many things where where shortages start piling up and creating a ripple effect. And that's why we're having a hard time getting things to where they need to be. So what are, I mean, aside from ordering early, what are some things that people in the e-commerce space or just the public in general, who's missing things that that they're gonna need, maybe it is their toilet paper. What should we be doing or what should we be looking out for like as far as signs for Uh products that may become short in supply? Uh Um, I would say, you know, starting to pay attention to if if that's something that is of a of concern to someone starting to pay attention to what are those things that are um we are having shortages of uh, we my husband just went to the store and on one of the shelves uh where all the soda is there was a shortage shortage of shortage of supply for soda cans due to aluminum shortage so even at our grocery store they're talking about the aluminum shortage so those are our things or if you could, if you're interested start following what shortages there are that are occurring and why and getting an, a better idea of of what is happening so if someone has a product you know as a business owner if they can start paying attention to the what are those raw materials and how can i make sure that my that i'll have enough raw materials on time it's a good idea for people who are afraid of raw material shortages to start talking to their suppliers about maybe purchasing more raw materials in bulk upfront to save on the possibility of slowing down the supply chain later. 
So they might want to purchase, you know, a whole bunch of raw materials, pay that extra cost for the, the raw materials. That way, when they go to place their orders, you know, throughout the the coming months, that they're not waiting on the shortage of, of those materials. Every day the sun will rise. There's always a problem that happens uh, that that goes on in business. This is just a problem that's happening currently today. But whenever there's a problem, there's also an opportunity, right? So what what types of products or services are you seeing that are being sold online or within your mastermind that you hear that are great opportunities to get into that maybe, you know, you should be looking at these types of opportunities right now because these are budding versus the other ones that are kind of burning out? Uh-huh. Um, well, definitely there has been a huge movement towards inventory and supply chain and being able to service that. So we've seen a ton of warehouses open up. The warehousing industry has become huge, especially marketed towards Amazon sellers because Amazon sellers are now being told that they need to risk they, that they're amount of inventory they're able to send to Amazon is restricted. That's the first time that it's ever happened. It started in mid 2020. There were only certain parameters where you were usually restricted, but most of the sellers that I knew had unlimited access to send in whatever they wanted to. And that all changed in mid 2020. And it's gotten, uh, it's gotten, I guess I would say worse in some ways. It's, it's gotten more strict in some ways uh, throughout the coming months. So a lot of that inventory that they were just sending to Amazon and Amazon was having to shoulder that that burden of storage. They're now having to to bring into warehousing. So warehousing has blown up, um, you know, supply chain management. We're seeing in the Philippines, for example, a ton of people are starting to focus on supply chain, whereas it used to be focusing on uh in or on uh, the marketing side of things. So I get people all the time in my software who are looking for people who know and can understand and can run supply chain management. I think that because it's it's the thing that everyone, no one wanted to talk to to talk about inventory three years ago when, when we started this. Everyone wanted to talk about all the sexy stuff, but then when these these restrictions with Amazon fell into place when the supply chain went chaotic a year and a half ago everyone wanted to talk about inventory all of a sudden every time something happens where amazon changes a rule or their limits drop overnight people send me emails and my inbox gets flooded and they think i can call up jeff bezos and get them to you know increase their their storage limits but um it's one of those things that's been just very interesting anything within that space uh, if you want to, you know, start an agency, we even reached out to a couple of people and said, hey, we are willing to partner with inventory agencies to be able to service the people who are using our software. If you're good at something, never do it for free. That's <laughs> absolutely right, Joker. You're right on. All right. So, you know, if, if there's somebody who has a store who, who needs help with with uh, some of the inventory, What's the process they should go through? I mean, do they just go to you and, and that's it, problem solved? Or, or what are some of the steps or qualifications they need to be able to work with you? Yeah. Um, so if someone is you know, in their business, they're trying to get a better handle on inventory management. I mean, I do webinars that help people with learning the basics. The first basics are, you know, the two main basics are making sure that you have what's called a buffer stock. And a buffer stock just means having extra, not running yourself so lean, right? Uh, running yourself so lean is like the same thing as running as driving on empty all the time. 
It, at, at, it may work out, but at some point you're going to run out of gas and you're going to be stuck on the side of the road. So, you know, the empty light is the warning that you need to get to the gas station. And so you need that um, that buffer stock and that buffer stock acts as your warning light. Uh, in my household, we call it the idiot light. So if you wait that far to put gas in your tank, you're already in trouble. I, yeah. I, and it's worse when uh, when you have other employees or other people who are in charge or like at home, for example. If my wife got into my car and my car was on empty and she had to get somewhere in a hurry, that's not the type of situation you want to be in. Stay above that empty sign. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering why would Amazon make some of these changes if there's shortages on shipping coming in from the ports? If there's if there's problems with transportation, I mean, they have a, a lot of their own delivery systems. They've been getting a lot of vans, a lot of, uh, you know, different types of, of, of delivery. Wouldn't they want more inventory? What's the reason they're giving you why why they're setting these limits? So, yeah, everything shifted when we all got sent into lockdown. The the economy shifted to online. And so they just got slammed with just being full. There's so much more ordering happening online nowadays that they just got slammed. And so they are creating these systems, um, but they're having to to monitor them. The other things that happened is that a lot of policies changed. This hap- this affected the all across the supply chain. Um, the reason that we've got some of these shortages in raw materials is because there are specific rules around how you can now operate certain businesses because of you know the safety measures involved. Same thing with the warehouses. So warehousing staff is you know lowered. If there's a, a if there's an outbreak in a warehouse, that warehouse gets shut down. So you you've got a ton of of inventory that's coming that's barreling down on these warehouses, and then something goes wrong or they get backlogged and that stuff just sits there. So Amazon does have their own uh, their own freight company. They have something called Amazon Freight. And that is essentially a bunch of trailers, you know, truck trailers that that truckers, either truckers or trucking companies can can take and they can use from Amazon to ship in inventory to Amazon. And then what happens is that they'll they'll drop it there and then they'll pick up an empty one of those. And it's this new program that Amazon has. And it sounds like it works great until it doesn't. So it was working great and pe- and truckers would come, they would drop off their stuff, they would pick up an empty one. But what ended up starting to happen is that those, those trailers were not getting emptied. So we, the people uh, who were selling on Amazon, their inventory would get sent in and it's marked as delivered, but it's never checked in. And it, they wait two, you know, two, three, four weeks, it's still not being checked in because it's sitting in a trailer in the parking lot outside of these warehouses, not being unloaded on time. And then you've got this just stacking up. And then Amazon says they lost your inventory. They didn't really lose your inventory. They just have it in a parking lot somewhere and it's not being checked in. So it's being delivered and not checked in. Now there are other companies that don't allow their stuff to be dropped off. They say, we've got to empty it right into your warehouse and drive away with our same trailer. But that's some of the things that are happening is that because of the slows in being able to unload these trucks, even if Amazon has their own freighting systems, those systems are breaking down due to the uh, problems within the warehouse. And then Amazon's also catching fire, especially in California for their safety practices. They have a, their safety scores and their injury scores are uh, 
multiple times higher than say Walmart or something other like that. Mm, so it sounds like, I mean, the way you're describing it, it really sounds like a personnel problem. Like mm-hmm. you can't have as many people in the same warehouse. You can't have, uh, you know, you get warehouses shut down. So I don't think it's a, I mean, based on what you're describing, it sounds less like a systems problem and more like an operating the systems problem. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it, it, am I, am I, am I off there? No, that's right. It, it's, it's once one system, it's a ripple effect. So once one system breaks down, it affects the other system. So you've got, you know, okay, the warehouse that you're having trouble slows in the warehouse, those, you know, sh- those trailers that are being dropped, then you have a trailer shortage. And then now that you've got this trucking shortage, this trailer shortage, you know, you've got then no trucks to move the inventory. You've also got the same thing happening in the port everywhere. It's not a shortage. There's not, it's not like we're, you know, we're running out of containers, like they're just evaporating. They're stuck somewhere. Trailers are stuck somewhere. You know, the containers are stuck somewhere and everything is taking longer because you have, you know, things stuck in places and also people not able to operate at full capacity. Mm, And that's tough, man. I mean, there's a lot of places that, I mean, I drive around, I see restaurants, I see businesses, everybody has help wanted signs. And yet there's, I mean, how's that possible? Right. Like, how's it possible that everybody needs employees and nobody's going to work? Like, there's some there's some bigger things going on here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, when when people are incentivized to stay home and not work, that becomes a problem. My my brother is a chef in a restaurant. He tried to hire some friends of his who were cooks and they said, you know, they made more money at home on unemployment than they would make working for him. So that becomes a problem too. the the labor force having to, you know, be incentivized to go back to work is another issue that's above my pay grade. So hopefully this stuff, uh, hopefully, I guess it's a weird way to say it. If that stuff dries up, if we can just stop with the with the paying people to be home, a lot of these problems would be fixed, sounds like. Some of them would. Yeah, I think it'll take a while, but it would definitely help uh, a, a great deal. Chelsea, you've been awesome. I mean, that's that's for people who don't understand the the way Amazon works or some of those biggest problems. What you shared with us today was very beneficial. I mean, I, I didn't even think about what was going on inside the warehouses or how employment was affecting the way Amazon is is doing things. And and I like how you clarified that it's not really a supply shortage. It's it feels more like a person shortage to continue to move the supply. Yeah. So that was that was awesome. All right, Chelsea, last little question before we head out. Um, you, you've been on podcasts before and, you know, we we are big on testimonials. What was your experience like on the Business Bros podcast? I think it was a lot of energy. Um, sometimes you can get into called like especially in subjects that can be, you know, quote unquote boring. I know that my my topic can be boring and I'm extremely um, I pride myself on being passionate about, about a subject that most people would find boring so that they actually find it interesting and exciting. And I think that that the energy that you brought from the beginning and kept throughout helped me to be able to, I think, relay that message and take a boring subject and make it more exciting with really great energy and uh, talk about some things I actually don't, you know, talk about on the same level as when I'm just talking to to people who you know, or strictly Amazon and very tactical, you know, so I like talking about those types of things. Well, I had fun. I mean, you made, you made inventory sound fun. I mean, it's not, it, again, my, my background's in accounting, so I understand first in, first out. I'm, I'm, I get all that yeah. stuff, but it is not. Are you not, not entertained? Is this not why 
you're here. Exactly, right? Just to entertain, <laughs> just to have some fun. All right, yeah. Chelsea. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show, ladies and gents. If you are interested in learning a little bit more, a little bit more about what's going on in the Amazon world, maybe you already have an Amazon store and you're struggling with inventory stuff as well. Make sure you guys go check out uh, Chelsea's stuff, SoStock.com. That's SoStock.com. And uh, Chelsea, thank you very much for coming on the show. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, ladies and gents. We'll see you guys next week. Peace, and we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.